Yo, Ryan Hartley here from Spend Yesterday. One of the things I've been doing recently is just connecting with awesome human beings on, on LinkedIn. I got to a point where I was just being spammed on that platform all the time. Just people just trying to sell, get in the inbox and just, you know, it was barely an introduction. And then it was a really super long message, um, which was just trying to get me to buy or sell. You know, I'm sure if you're on LinkedIn, you've, you've received the like. Um and, you know, I have this belief that uh, if you look, you will find. And and so I, I want to keep that heart set positive. And, and just as I have always done with with the podcast is just people ask me, you know, where do you get these guests? And it's like, honestly, if you look, there is no shortage of abundance. There is just an incredible amount of awesome human beings doing awesome things. Uh, and I recently connected with this uh, wonderful lady called Tina. And we have just come off a, a great conversation. I feel really inspired, feel really energized. It is Thursday the 22nd at the time of recording. Um, and one of the things we, we talked about was, uh, you know, generational differences. You know, we've both got kids. Um, we're both in leadership positions and, 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 and have an interest in, in good leadership. And understanding that, you know, over the next few years, we're going to see the emergence of uh, Gen Z entering into the workplace and then having uh, an executive style of leadership that is possibly um, <laughs> not going to connect in the middle, shall we say, with this new generation coming in. Maybe there's going to be a values gap that's going to be presented. Ultimately, the thing that's going to be really required over the next, well, from now onwards, if not already, is empathy, is the ability to understand the world um, the way that the new generation are seeing it and how they see their role uh, in interacting with it. Because one of the things that uh, Tina had said is that, you know, her kids and the new generation, they're just not going to sign up for organizations that are going to burn them out. <laughs> that maybe they've um maybe the new generation are going to be a healed generation because they have some way observed our generation and that which has gone before be burned out by the work by going to workplaces that do not give more than they take that just take everything that good people have and leave them feeling maybe inadequate like it's never enough that there's always more to do and send their parents home with very little energy for them. <laughs> many, many people, many, many people, me included back in the days when I was at the police, will go home, not better for those who need us, but worse, frustrated, angry, um, you know, less present. I certainly was less present as a dad because of going to work and giving everything I had coming away from that place feeling like my work was never done never good enough coming home still thinking about the work that there was to do and I wasn't present I wasn't in the room I wasn't attentive I wasn't showing the same level of uh, kindness presence curiosity that those kids deserved of me so maybe a good thing is that the next generation will go into workplaces where burnout isn't a sign of um, the culture that isn't something that's rewarded. Um, maybe they will actually have a, as as Tina said, they would have a desire to rather be happy and poor and go live in a van and go and do traveling than they would going to a workplace that 
drains them of their soul, of their spirit, and of their energy. So that's something for us to get our our heads, our hearts, our minds around. Um, because again, it's all well and good and very easy to tell the next generation that they need to be better and be more disciplined and they shouldn't be so naive. The reality is they are probably more in touch with a sense of values and purpose and having the bravery and the courage to do things that are right by them and what they really truly care about. So the implication then is how do we create a style of leadership that is empathic to that? And um, one of the things that we could do, and and it stems from the podcast that I've released, um, which will be last week by the time of listening, but the podcast that's come out this morning, which is I had to apologize to Corey. I had to apologize to my nine-year-old son. And and how often in, in leadership do we, you know, not let someone junior than us tell us, you know, give us feedback, tell us the answers, challenge us, um, challenge us to be better, call us higher, challenge our values and our decision-making. Well, I had to apologize. I had to show a level of uh, humility in my leadership to um, admit that maybe I got something wrong and that maybe there was a perspective that he is someone more junior to me that can give me, that can lead us both to a better outcome. We need a leadership that's going to be willing to do that. In the police, back in the days of old, we would promote the best police officer. We wouldn't necessarily promote the best person capable of leading police officers. We would promote on performance. And you keep doing that over 10, 20, 30 years. What happens is you get the highest performing police officer being top of the chain, chief constable. And what happens if they've built their life and their career based on knowing all the answers and performing the best? No one else can come close. Therefore, the information only ever comes downwards. The effective leadership feels like telling and directing rather than what would make a great leader in, in, in modern times, which is someone that's able to ask more questions, to gain more understanding. Because another thing Tina and I talked about is about how so many leaders can see the, a wonderful vision of the future and forget that we only get there from here. So we, so do we have to be able to do both. We have to both see the future and where we're headed and be able to connect with the people in this very moment and understand our skills, our capabilities, our hopes, our dreams, and our fears, and lead people exactly where they are, one step at a time, towards that vision and that potential. That requires humility. That requires more questions than it does answers. And maybe organizations out there will consider reverse mentoring. Organizations over the last decade, two decades, have got familiar with mentoring, having having an executive or someone higher mentor, someone lower. I think that process can work two ways. And having um, senior leadership being mentored, reverse mentored by some of the most junior people in the organization can give huge amounts of insight and perspective for the executives to make decisions about the business and how it feels to create a space and place of belonging, um, how they can improve improve the environment and the culture for all that enter the workplace. I think it's been done really well in the UK um, police service uh, around um, diversity, equality, inclusion. There's some really good reverse mentoring schemes that have been put in place by some police forces where executives are mentored by um, some of the BAME community. 
Um, but I think that that can be possible for the entire cross section of um, the people that work within your business, age demographics, you know, specifically um, those new entering the workplace, you know, get a real sense of with fresh eyes, with open heart and open mind, what is it like to join our organization? What are some of the ways that you might want to improve the onboarding process? What are some of the things that don't really make sense to fresh eyes? There is so much wisdom to be gained by those that are junior that we just have to have the heart and the willingness to ask the questions because the answers will provide. And then that is how you get there from here. I appreciate you listening. I think, um, no, I don't think I, uh, I'm just grateful. Just grateful that you're here spending time uh, with me in the podcast. Uh, if something like this is uh, on your heart and your mind and you're curious about journeying in topics like this, like I've shared today, then do what Tina and I did. Let's set up a conversation. Let's, let's, uh, I think iron sharpens iron. So, so man sharpens man or human sharp, human sharpens human. I love conversation with, with good human beings. Um, and who knows, hopefully those, those conversations will spark something in either one of us, hopefully both of us that creates some form of possibility in some way, as a result of our conversation, we'll both go off and do something that we might not otherwise have done had it not been for the conversation that we're yet to have. Have a great rest of your week. Please DM me uh, anytime you'd like at always better than yesterday UK on Instagram or email podcast at abty.co.uk. Until next time, my friends, thank you for being here. Always love.